0: the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. This is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I'm Andrew Hansen along with Father Chris House, the rector of the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. You may hear a little, we'll call it mood music in the background. Mark Gifford uh, plugging away on the organ because we're here at the Cathedral in all its splendor and glory. Really quick, you gotta love being here. I mean, this church is arguably the most beautiful church in our diocese.
1: Well, I love being here for multiple reasons. I mean, I grew up in Springfield, so uh, but I was ordained in this church and I was here for three and a half years during its restoration and I was on the steering committee for that. And of course I've been rector now for almost six years. So of course I love it for multiple reasons.
0: So we hope you're doing well at home. Um, Obviously we're still in the midst of the coronavirus. Hope you're safe. Hope you and your family are doing well and, you know, our priests are continuing to offer their private masses and their chapels and churches for the people uh for the end of the coronavirus for uh, for those who have been afflicted by it and of course those who have passed away and for all those families who are suffering this this podcast we're going to focus on dare i say the good of all of this obviously there's so much negativity father house obviously people are losing their lives and the economy and jobs i mean there there's there's a lot of hurt going on for sure Uh, but at the same token We've seen a lot of good. And the first thing I want to start with is is social media. We have uh, dozens of churches and parishes in our diocese that are live streaming Mass right now. And the numbers you see of people who are viewing these Masses are way more then let's be honest, then people are actually showing up to Mass on any given Sunday. Right. And you've been one of them. I mean, the numbers you guys are putting out from the cathedral has been incredible.
1: It's fascinating because when you when you look at, like, for things that are live-streamed on Facebook, it will tell you how many people it's reached, how many views you have. You don't know what constitutes a view, whether they watched for... Thirty seconds, or the whole thing, or this or that. But we've had some weekday masses that have had three thousand views. <laughs> I mean, that's just—it's just—it's wonderful. It's mind-boggling at the same time. Um, I think it shows that people are very hungry though right now. Uh, I was told that Facebook is right now flooded between yoga videos and Catholic masses. (laughs) So that's the two constant things on Facebook right now, but who would have thought? I mean, as you said, there's a lot of suffering going on right now, and that's true. This pandemic is an evil. There's no other way to put it. This is an evil. But even though God did not will it to happen, God can still make good come from it. And I think we are seeing that in many and varied ways. Of course, we'd say, no, Lord, aren't there easier ways to bring forth good? And there are, but... In the whole natural course of life and the whole mystery of free will, which we won't get into all that, the fact that why God lets things happen, which we have talked about on podcasts. Sort one of past. our first podcasts. Exactly. Hey, quick little
0: plug go back down season now, one. We've addressed the issue of why does God allow bad things to happen.
1: Never thinking that we'd be doing with the pandemic a few months later. But yeah, but so, but God can still bring good from it. We see this already. We see the goodness that truly is innate to the human person. Um, people coming out of their comfort zones to help those who are weak, who are vulnerable, Um, the American nation pulling together, other nations trying to help each other out because we know this is not a one-nation problem. This affects over 150 nations. So, um, yeah, good things are happening.
0: Yeah, and and on the Mass front, if you open up your Catholic Times uh, today or or this weekend, there's an article in there uh, talking about how so many people are turning to our online Masses in our diocese. Uh, the Catholic Times spoke to Father Chris Comerford over in Quincy. His first Mass of Blessed Sacrament had over 2,500 people tune in. That's not a big parish. Um, they certainly don't have 2,500 families. And you got to imagine people who are streaming, I can speak for myself when I stream a Mass at home, there are several people watching, and it only counts as one view. And Father Joe Malloy, you know, to your point, Father House, Father Joe Malloy, he's pastor of Holy Family uh, over in Decatur, and he's told the Catholic Times that he has had people say the live streaming has brought them back to the church. How powerful is that? That people are going out of their way and saying that hunger. I've been. I, I fell away. Now we are here. We are in a time of crisis, a time of uncertainty and it's online mass that is bringing me back to the faith. It's an, it's an incredible, powerful statement to hear.
1: And that's wonderful, and that's the reality that, you know, the church remains, the church is always here, and all are welcome. You know, this is a time when we want to gather people in. So if people have been away for a while, welcome back because this is where we all need to be, because God will give us the grace. He'll give us the help that we need. He'll be the light in this time of darkness. So there is room for anyone and everyone under the tent of the church.
0: And I can speak uh, for myself also on the family side of things. And again, this was also talked about in that Catholic Times article where, you know, families are also they're praying more. I can, I can speak for myself. Our family, we have, we have done much more prayer life and talking about the coronavirus and and praying for people who are suffering, praying for people who have passed away. And it's, it's, it's that thing. It's like, boy, God works in mysterious ways. I mean, we have, obviously the, the virus has impacted negatively so many people, but there are some positives and the fact that I think families are coming closer together, they're entering into more prayer life together. Um, They're feeding off each other and and building each other up spiritually. They're, They're seeking out more spiritual resources online and watching WTN and obviously going to the diocese, Facebook, all sorts of things. And so I'm really hopeful that when this all ends, there's going to be an explosion. Right. Of people in the pews, and there's going to be this whole new energy and, and, and whole new life to our to our churches and parishes.
1: And it's, I agree with you on that. It's my hope, even with the Eucharistic fast that the bishops have been leading us through in this. I mean, really, try. I think he he's the only bishop I know of, at least from the beginning, that really tried to couch this theologically in a very wonderful way. The fact that we couldn't offer masses publicly because of the pandemic, but. One of the, the old saying, "Absence makes the heart grow fonder," and I hope that's true with so many aspects of parish life. Of course, our gathering for mass for the celebration of the Eucharist, which is the pinnacle of who we are as Catholic Christians, but that every aspect of the parish life, whether it's you know fraternal societies or. Uh, the Altar and Rocher Society, or whatever it is, Bible studies, different catechetical outreaches, that in all these things, that we're missing all these things, that we come to realize that, you know what, the parish is a part of my life. Um, There is a part of my life that is anchored by the faith, and I'm missing being able to express that, to live that out in a public way right now. And this will end. God will see us through this, and we'll get back to hopefully with gusto, with renewed vigor, these aspects of our life of faith.
0: One neat thing I've seen on social media is during the sign of peace, during the online mass, people will comment, peace be with you, peace be with you. Hey, you know, it's something, you know, keep keeping that connection, that connection going. Now, cathedral, you guys are still offering confession, of course, within the CDC guidelines, everyone standing in line is six feet away and you're disinfecting like crazy. Oh yes. what has that been like? I mean, are you seeing fruits there of maybe people who are coming in who, you know, you
1: know? Right now, honestly, it's down from what, I mean, cathedral is probably one of the busiest confession spots in the diocese easily. Um, it's down right now, and that's that's normal. That's to be expected. Um, the challenge for us is to try to in some way keep the lines of the sacraments open to people because they give grace. So. Yeah, it has not been a problem whatsoever to respect the CDC's guidelines for a good, proper public health. Because we keep the cathedral open. So people come in and pray. I've come in the cathedral multiple times every day. And many times it's empty, but it's open. It's here. The Blessed Sacrament is in the tabernacle. The Lord is here in the Blessed Sacrament. So, yeah, it's not been an issue. But And also for the priests. It's, even though we're in there, even if nobody may come in it's time for us to pray to be focused to bring the needs of the world and our own needs as well to bring them to the lord
0: one interesting thing you and i spoke with uh, earlier on is you saw some report was it in Drudge is that what I'm thinking of? You said the increase. There's been an increase in prayer life. There or, was a
1: banner story that the majority of Americans are praying right now.
0: I think of the majority of Amer- I don't yeah. know how you quantitate that or exactly. how they how they yeah. came up with that. But and you know maybe take some things from that site with a grain of salt, exactly. of course. But <laughs> but be that as it may, I mean, boy, that's that's a headline you would never ever think. Would ever come across right. any news outlet across our country, right. uh, and, and it really shows. I think things are moving in people's hearts and minds. How much do you think of this? Father House is a sense of their mortality, and and they see of oh, you know d- death can be imminent. Death can be on my on my my, my deaths uh, on my on my doorstep. So I, think, I should be prepared yeah, now.
1: I think that's been kind of the really the big wake up call in this whole thing. As we've watched kind of this virus spread, I mean, first, I mean, even it's funny now how everybody becomes converted at some point, at least when it comes to this pandemic. At first, you know, I think we didn't want to take it so seriously at first. A lot of people, which is this or it's just that, or, you know, if you're, if, you're over, if you're not over 60, you don't have to worry about it. If you're not this, you're not that. We have found that just like you know, death in general, death is the great equalizer. Death does not discriminate. And so people have seen just how life, and just not just the gift of life itself, but the way we enjoy life, how fragile that is, the simple everyday pleasures or distractions that we were used to and how they're restricted right now. I don't wanna say they're gone because, you know, the good Lord willing, we'll get back to some normalcy at a certain point, but we have seen that life is not to be taken for granted. The gift of life itself, but the blessings, the sweet things that come with it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of odd just coming into the cathedral to, to meet with you today. Kind of like you're subconsciously keep my distance. I'm not going to shake his hand, and that you know that your know, friendships and your you know family relationships have all you know we need we need to pray for all the for for everyone because I, I know there's so many people at nursing homes. I think of my own parents who who are who are older mm-hmm. where you know, they rely on seeing their family and that sense of touch and, and the hugs and, and the warm embraces. And, and that that's very much impactful. So to continue, continue the prayers for them. I remember when you mentioned there about how, how death always seems seems to be a, a great equalizer, I remember a father, Stephen Thompson, who's one of our priests in Mount Sterling, who was, who was a Marine, and his quote, you know, there is no atheist in foxholes. Right. Yeah. Um, not that we are physically at war but we're in a sense we're kind of psychologically at war in a little bit um because 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 the social distancing and 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 just you know staying away as far as possible
1: we talk I mean this thing's an enemy it's 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 a it's a silent it's an invisible enemy it's an encroaching darkness that like I said it's upended pretty much every aspect of our lives and that so uh, you know one of the things when we when we will take away things from this I I keep thinking about our holy father Pope Francis and um a few weeks back, his prayer in St. Peter's Square, which
0: was just so
1: powerful. Exactly, and I, I just, I wonder if this, when we look back on his papacy, if that will be the, uh, I don't know if I want to say the defining moment, but that'll be the snapshot at least of him standing alone in an empty St. Peter's Square, or what I thought even more striking, him taking the blessed sacrament and the monstrance to the. Great doors of the Basilica. Oh, yeah. No,
0: no, that was.
1: Out to the streets of Rome, (laughs) and not just to Rome, to the whole world, and blessing the whole world with the Blessed Sacrament.
0: There was that image, Father House. It literally brought tears to my eyes when I was watching that live on EWTN while that was going on. The image of him going out and blessing the whole world with the Blessed Sacrament. It's dark, it's misty, there's not a soul around. Right just that imagery and the power behind it of him saying, I am the vicar of Christ and I'm going to go out now with Jesus present here in the tabernacle, I'm sorry, in the monstrance and symbolizing blessing the entire world. Right, yeah. I, it was one of those moments I'm like, it is good to be Catholic. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, the whole thing too, even with you know, we the, two, the two images of the icon of the Blessed Mother with the Lord um, Our Lady, uh, you know, the, the health, uh, the, the solace of the Roman people, and then of course the that crucifix that had um, the miraculous not, crucifix, right? Mag- not just during plague, but the church it was contained in at one time. The church burnt to the ground, and in the rubble the crucifix was there, and the candle that was lit at the base of the crucifix was still burning untouched, <laughs> right there. But the shot of you know of the Holy Father standing before that crucifix with that icon, but the whole thing to remind us too that. This is, not, this is not a isolated reality, that the world, the faithful, have faced evils like this before, have faced plagues and uncertainties and all these things, and God remains with his people. The church remains, and just as people rebounded and moved on from previous tragedies and heartaches and sorrows, the same is true for us. Yes, there are sorrows or sorrows still to come, and this will leave a mark on us. There's no doubting that, but life will go on.
0: And, and when you said that, it also reminded me, you know, obviously other faiths are doing live streaming and things like that, but there's one media outlet in, in our, in our diocese that asked, well, what's the point of priests still saying mass privately? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. And, and what's been cool, another, you know, slap in the face of, isn't it good to be Catholic is despite all these circumstances, the mass is going on right. while we, the people, can't be there. The mass carries on, and not just on Sunday, seven days a week, continuously, around the world, despite everything. Another powerful reminder of what our faith teaches and the importance of the prayer of the mass.
1: Right, because the power of the mass—it doesn't matter whether it's one person or a thousand. Now, of course, we want people there. We want people to be able to celebrate it and receive the fruits of it, but. The Mass is the representation of Christ's crucifixion on Calvary. It is a share in that most sacred act. And so every time the Mass is offered, that salvific act, the fruits of it are being poured not just into those present, but it's being poured into the whole world. That's why we continue to say Masses. That's why it's important for us to keep that going no matter what, because even though there may not be people able to receive the Eucharist, to receive the actual physical fruit of that sacrifice, the Mass goes on for the life of the world.
0: And we thank you for that. We thank you and all of our priests for continuing to offer Mass for us, the people. Again, we hope you stay well, stay safe. Uh, April 30th, uh, at least when Father in House and I are recording this, uh, that's the date President Trump and Governor Pritzker have kind of announced that Social distancing will continue to, obviously that will probably get adjusted, Um, so we'll see what happens going forward, but until then, keep those prayers up, keep the fasting up, and any other advice you have for folks, Father House?
1: You just keep looking forward, I mean, we're now, we're in the joy of Easter, and of course this is going to be an Easter to remember, because we maybe didn't get to celebrate that day itself the way we want to, but Easter's a season, a season of 50 days, and there's still a lot of time to come, and... The good Lord willing will be back in our churches soon. And no matter when that is, even if it's an ordinary time or in any season, every Sunday is is the day of the resurrection. And so we celebrate that in or out of season. So uh, just keep the faith, uh, maintain that hope, keep praying. God is with all of us. He's loving us and he's leading us forward.
0: This has been Dive Deep. As we mentioned, uh, podcast in season one, Why Does God Allow Bad Things to Happen? Very interesting t- discussion Father House and I had. So if you want to check that out, which is kind of parallels to our discussion today, uh, we encourage you to go to that. Dive.org slash podcast. That's where a whole bunch of Those are housed right there. So again, stay safe, continue those prayers, and we'll see you next time here on Dive Deep.